This podcast episode is sponsored by me. I'm Ethan Freckleton, a mindset coach for author entrepreneurs. I help author entrepreneurs to achieve a sustainable, flexible, profitable business without all the burnout and overwhelm. Learn more by visiting ethanfreckleton.com forward slash mindset. Hello, and welcome to the Fearless Storyteller Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan Freckleton. Have you ever noticed how fear stops us from creating and sharing our best work? Join the Fearless Storyteller as we explore the heart and soul of writing stories, songs, and scripts that sell with the people who write them. Welcome to another imperfect take. This is a part two on ego, taste, and craft. So if you haven't heard the first part yet, go back through the episodes, look back two or three episodes, and you'll find it. Part one on ego, taste, and craft. So here we go. Getting laid off was the best thing that ever happened to me. In 2007, I'd been co-fronting a band for a couple of years, And honestly, it was one of the only good things going on for me. I hated my job. I was finalizing a divorce, taking on all the debt, and fighting for the right to even be a part-time parent. My own parents tried to be supportive, but honestly, my band was my family. And we had some dysfunction, and part of that was around a misalignment of goals. Looking back, we clearly had an outsider's view of the music business. We had trouble agreeing on our vision because the entire process of quote-unquote making it as a band was murky territory, largely the stuff of mythology and misinformation. And so back to getting laid off. I received a severance package which allowed me to pay off my debts and still have a little fun money for the summer ahead. I received a timely email from Broadcast Music Incorporated, which is a U.S.-based performing rights organization. And if you're in music, I encourage you to look performing performance rights organizations up. Anyways, I got this email, and I was scrolling down, and I noticed a call to action to learn more about the Kauai Music Festival. And it turns out this was an intimate little music industry conference promising access to record label heads, A&R reps, hit songwriters, artists, and more. Well, yes, I'd love to spend a week in Hawaii making inroads to the music industry. So I booked it. I was excited. And fast forward to the conference, I thought I was going there to learn, but mostly to get life-changing attention. This was my chance to get discovered. There was even a songwriting contest, and so of course I'd be submitting a recorded demo from my band featuring one of my songs. Because of this ego response, I felt so much pressure and anxiety going into this thing. And the truth is, going to this conference was the first step in becoming a music professional, thanks to intimate songwriting workshops, a variety of big shot panels, I had my first look inside how the world of pop music and songwriting worked. I immediately found my kindred spirits as well. 
other people on similar paths to my own, some further along, others a few paces behind, all with highly refined taste for popular music. Among the many epiphanies I had at the time, I realized that my developed taste in songs had more to do with the melodic performance and emotional vibe than the lyrics. In fact, I had little patience for memorizing lyrics from other people's songs, and I'm pretty sure that's because the words were not my focal point. I've always been bad at karaoke. That's when I realized that I had little taste or skill in writing lyrics. I was running a deficit in the job I wanted to have, but it turns out that wasn't a problem, because I'd found tour guides to point me in the right direction. Among the many paths available to learning the craft of writing lyrics, the system around Nashville was pretty much set up for onboarding newbies like me. So one of the first things I did after that conference was to join the Nashville Songwriters Association International and sign up for one of their member conferences. I'm not even into country music, but you can imagine that for my second conference, my ego was much more grounded in reality. And I knew there were experts available to guide me and give ongoing constructive feedback. That process continued for several years. It was definitely an education, and I'm glossing over a lot of the details right now. What matters, though, is that if you're at the beginning of this journey, that you understand the concepts of ego, taste, and craft. Because these are the three aspects of being an artist that never go away. The ego is always there. Your taste is always growing right alongside your awareness and your embrace of craft. Some aspiring artists never learn about craft, and that's a real shame, because they walk away with toxic messages, the worst of them being one that poisons the minds of so many of us growing up in our shared Western culture, which is, I guess I didn't have the talent for it. I'm resisting the urge to swear right now, because <laughs> there's a lot of swear words that come to mind and none of them are helpful. Listen, the myth of the overnight success or the God-given talent is nothing more than that. It's mythology. Sure, I'm oversimplifying this, but everyone starts out being objectively bad at creative pursuits. Being good is absolutely not the point. The point is, if you genuinely have taste and passion for an art form, no matter what it is, then by all means, do it. Don't let sucking be the reason you stop doing something you love and care about. The only difference between you and your heroes at this point? They didn't give up. And somewhere along the way, they discovered craft. They discovered their tour guides. You know, or maybe they just got lucky and they found that tour guide early on in their lives. Maybe their parents knew a little something about this and didn't introduce toxic messages, and that's what it is. Maybe you don't have the benefit of that early in intervention, but it's never too late. So if you're not meeting your expectations with your writing or your storytelling, you're not alone. Be patient and kind with yourself. I'll throw in another toxic myth for free. The idea of the lone wolf. There is not one single quote-unquote successful creative that I've talked to on this show 
or at any networking events I've ever been to who did it alone. Not a single one. I'm still searching for that unicorn, but I'm starting to suspect that she, he, or they don't exist. I used to think that person might be me one day, doing it alone. Alas, I found my tour guides. So, I encourage you, identify your heroes. Then look for the clues that point the way to your unique start of your journey. If there's a craft, there's a well-lit way for you to learn and grow in whatever pursuit drives your fancy. Whether it be writing fiction, songs, screenplays, memoir, poetry, whatever you want. If somebody's making a living doing it, and it's meaningful, and it involves ego, taste, and craft, you can be sure that there is a path waiting for you. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of The Fearless Storyteller. As a reminder, any and all links can be found in the show notes. And if you're enjoying this podcast, will you please consider leaving a review? By doing so, you'll be helping new listeners discover The Fearless Storyteller podcast.